Hey gang, welcome back to Eating It, stories of bad sets, bombing, and shows gone wrong. I'm Tyler, and coming back at you, we're back, baby, uh, for another episode. I know we've been on hiatus for a while now. I've been working on the house, you know, uh, with the uh, new addition to the family. Things have gotten kind of crazy over here, so um, that's why we've been uh, been out of your ears for a while. But I do have good news. We are uh, we've got plenty of episodes now banked, and we're going to start re-releasing or not re-releasing episodes, but actually releasing more episodes. Um, so very excited about the guests that we have, people from all over the U.S., Portland, Chicago, uh, L.A., a couple uh, L.A. folks, and, and more. Um, so really looking forward to uh, releasing these for you guys and uh, getting, you, uh, getting you more episodes up. Um, so yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll keep this intro short and sweet. I'm not quite sure what the uh, release schedule is going to be quite yet, but um, they'll be coming. Keep an eye out. It's happening. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and um, let's get into it. Uh, your guest for today is Tom Clark, uh, Tom Clark Comedy, and uh, he's been on Conan. He's been on uh, a lot of different things. I think he was on NBC's Outsource. He's been on a lot, and huge news for my Milwaukee listeners. He will be opening for Jim Gaffigan at the Pfizer Forum, uh, which is a huge deal here in Milwaukee, the second comedy show to happen at that venue. Um, and it was the first one booked at that venue. So super, super cool. It's great to see Tom. Uh, great to talk with Tom last time he was in town. This is actually um, uh, this is a little, this is from the springtime, but that's okay. So no, um, I don't think there's any irrelevant information in it. And um, yeah, I think uh, as, as always, stay tuned at the end of the show for any announcements and updates on my uh, shows. So uh, without further ado, here's my intro or interview rather with Tom Clark. Wait for that. Hey, welcome back to uh, Eating It, Stories of Bombing, Bad Sets and Shows Gone Wrong today on the podcast. Tom Clark. Hello. Tom Clark, former Milwaukee comic, now LA comic. That's right. Always Milwaukee, though. Nationally touring headliner. Right. Yeah. Always a Milwaukeean. Always a Milwaukeean, forever. <laughs> Once yeah. a Milwaukeean, always a Milwaukeean. Yeah. It can. I don't I don't know if that's true with everyone, but I, I love Milwaukee. I love coming back here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We like having you back. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a sincere place. It is. That's a great way of, uh, you know, it's always a place where people come here and they're like, oh, I didn't realize. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's why people live here. <laughs> right, yeah, because it's always a city people make fun of, like Wayne's World uh-huh. or whatever, you know, but it's it's really a nice city, and I, I, I'm so impressed in the last five years how far it's come as far as being progressive. Like, I love the, the little marketplace they developed in the old Third Ward. Yep, yep. And then all the breweries and Milwaukee Brewing Company and, and even the comedy scene is like, I love that it's got this independent spirit and you got these... You know, Turner Hall now brings in these great yeah. indie comics, and like yep. I think, yeah, I think it's really just a great city. Yeah, I think uh, you know we're we're getting there. We're doing <laughs> doing a lot of work. <laughs> we like I have any part of any of it. Yeah, I don't. You're part of the planning committee. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, we all sit down with Mayor Barrett and uh, right. just Let's mess up the freeways. <laughs> 
Even more so. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have no idea where I'm going anymore. <laughs> but you st- uh, I got lost coming here. I was like, I don't... And I had my my phone on. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't we could talk directions all yeah. day. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's my other podcast. Uh, it's called Tom Tom the Podcast. <laughs> Very specific. You know, like a yeah. million episodes. <laughs> How to get to public market. <laughs> uh, but you started out here. Yeah. How long ago? 1994. Oh, I shit. took a comedy class, uh, had my graduation at the Comedy Cafe, worked with Dobie Maxwell, and uh, yeah, and then started going up at the Safe House in mm-hmm. Milwaukee, and uh, really had no idea what I was doing, and just, like, <laughs> I remember Lewis Black, I would open for him, and he's like, he would love to watch me, he's a big fan of mine, he's like, he's like watching this, like a guy watching him, watching him slam, like a, slam his dick in a door. <laughs> He's like, you just don't care. And he, I was like, and I love it. And it's like, and I, it wasn't that I didn't care. I mean, I mean, you know, he meant it like in the spirit of like yeah. devil may care attitude. But it was like there was no plan B. I didn't have like this this great set in my back pocket. It was just right. sort of like I've this is what I like and this is what I'm going to try. And I just sort of figured it out through a lot of trial and yeah. error. I think that's how we have to learn how to do comedy. Yeah. You learn by doing it. I think that's sort of the problem is, like, in my, like, not to sound like an old man, but, like, in my day, we didn't have, like, access to a ton of stand-up. I'd have to go to, like, Blockbuster Video and rent whatever comedy was available or go to the public library and see what they had in the comedy bin. And, uh, yeah, so you really just learn by, uh, by, (laughs) by just trial and error and by, you know, and especially, like, Milwaukee was so isolated, so... You know, then uh, once I started going out to Chicago, I was like, oh, wow, there's all these other comics. Like, I learned, oh, Dave Attell and, you know, Mitch Hedberg. Right. I would see these guys, and I was like, oh, my God. Legends that yeah. you might not even have had ac- access to back then. Right, up in Milwaukee, yeah. That's crazy. That's, uh, so, so how long um, in Milwaukee did you stay until you started venturing out to, like, Chicago? I I sort of had a plan of like I didn't want to venture out until I knew I was ready and I I, I think it was around 1997 I did a show it's about three and a half years and then okay. four years I, I got into the Chicago Comedy Festival oh cool so that was uh, that was sort of how I got into Zanies and yeah. uh, that was sort of my introduction so Frank Caliendo actually was started oh, at the same time as I did and he took me down there with them and we went cool so i did a showcase for bert and that got me into the chicago comedy festival nice yeah very cool yeah that's uh gosh i'm trying to think like like in the late 90s that was like frank caliendo i'm sure jackie cation was around a little bit she um, was in minneapolis well, she, was she, in, never, uh, she never she never started in way? madison and well that's she's right kind of uh yeah, she was just kind of Madison, Minneapolis. Yeah. Bozeman, I'm sure. He, Bozeman, he was Madison, yeah. too, but I'm sure. Yeah, no, Bozeman was, uh, I had met him early on. Eric O'Shea was a big college comic. Jeff LaFleur. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there was... Uh, Jeff's still around. Yeah, I know. I love no, hanging with Jeff. I think he and I are working together in a, in a few months. Oh, cool. Up in Kohler. Um, but, yeah, those were the guys, you know, and, and Jeff and Eric were killing the scene. And then Frank came up about a year after we did and then he's doing these impressions and then he found his Madden impression and that was it yeah like, that was like yeah he caught fire after that oh yeah yeah <laughs> and nobody was nobody does John Madden so it's like just I mean it's yeah such a weird thing like it's just lightning in a bottle <laughs> um so how long did you so you started in Milwaukee and then moved directly to LA 
yeah, or did you bounce somewhere else? No, I, I went right to LA. I, I stayed in Milwaukee. Even though I was going down to Chicago, I went through Second City, and I would just drive down there every week. I still yeah. had a full-time job. And then around 2000, I got a college agent through Frank again, Caliendo. He helped me a lot. And uh, and then they were like, we'll put you on the road doing colleges. And so I was like September of 2000 or something. I started doing it full-time. and Sweet. then. Uh, and in January of 2001, I moved out to L.A., mm-hmm. and my college agent dropped me after January. Oh, no. <laughs> as soon as I got there, I, like, looked at their website. I was like, hey, I'm not on here anymore, <laughs> which was which was fine. I, I, But it was sort of a sign of things to come. Like, this won't be easy. Right. So, plus, I think my first road gig, my car got broken into up in Minneapolis. Oh, no. At the uh, Mall of America. They at the us, mall? Well, no, they put us up at a condo across the way, and somebody broke into my car and took my guitar. I had this really cool Dan Electro guitar with like a Formica top. I bought it for like 25 bucks. Oh, I shit. think it was like vintage. Yeah. And somebody stole it. It's like then, a collector. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, ugh, like, is this how it is? <laughs> it's how it is, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's a good... That's a good, yeah. You just have somebody kick you in the nuts hey, when you start yeah. comedy and be like, okay, it's sort of going to be like that. Yeah, you got to just uh, work your way up from there, right? Right, right. Yeah, if you can get beyond the kick in the nuts, you'll be fine. That's uh, that's kind of how, like, I don't know, for me, that's how my first open mic was. Yeah. It was a kick in the nuts, and then I was like, oh, I guess I kind of uh, hate myself and like this, I guess. <laughs> you really do have to love it. You really do have to love the, the process of... Uh, like it doesn't affect you after a while i think you're just kind of like oh that that went well like and you're like and i could fix that mm-hmm. and like you're no longer thinking about i mean you're thinking about the audience but you're thinking now like you don't judge yourself on the whole set you're like finding the good things finding the bad things and then adjusting from there so everything yeah. is just sort of a a practice for you that's the i've never experienced that in any other part of my life where i've been doing something and thinking like on top of that, right. thinking about what I'm doing without even actually thinking about, you know, without controlling what I'm doing. I'm still doing my set, but I'm thinking oh, about yeah. my set like As my higher brain. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think. Like, I mean, I, I'm a big football fan, so I, I think of like Aaron Rodgers, and it's like when he's on, when he goes back to pass, he isn't focused on the 10 guys trying to tackle him. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's focused on, you know, on uh, patterns the receivers are running he's aware of that he knows this guy's coming he's, this guy fell down you know like so you can process all that and as a comic it's the same thing it's like oh this lady's getting up this guy keeps talking during my set you know if I if I do the punchline now this somebody coughs and yep. I gotta wait for him to finish coughing so I gotta pause a second you know so it's like all these little yep. things and it's sort of it's sort of fun uh, to, to sort of figure all that out in yeah. the moment and that's a hard thing when you're starting out because you can't process all that right and and you can't tell somebody how to do that you have to just learn through trial and error it's literally like doing a puzzle in front of people with a timer right. going yeah and you're like you have to be thinking about it and doing it but also you can't look like you're thinking about i don't know it's the weirdest thing yeah but i love it no and yeah that's the other <laughs> thing is you're failing in front of people like it's not something you could just do in at a coffee shop or somewhere you know by yourself right you can't just write people just think you just write it and you go up and that's how i thought it worked but it is really you learn so much by just performing live yes that's why i think even if you feel like i don't have anything new just go up because that will teach you so much yeah 
There's still something you'll be able to learn right. from it. And you'll still do something you've never done before. Even if it's even if you don't feel like it's a new joke, something will happen during that set that will teach you something. One hundred percent. Speaking of learning moments. Okay. Any uh, any notable ones like from <laughs> your time on the road or your time in LA? Yeah. I'm sure moving to LA right and like right from Milwaukee, that that's yeah. gonna be hard. Well, it's funny because when I saw you were doing this podcast, I, I had written a blog a while back called the t- My Top 5 Bombings. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Can you send me the link? We'll put it yeah, in yeah. the description of the show. Yeah, so I'll just go through a couple of them. And the first one was in Milwaukee. I opened for Pauly Shore at the Rave. Um, so it was <laughs> okay. like my first big yeah, yeah, yeah. venue. And uh, I just, I, I had a very weird, eclectic act. I sang about a potato. I sang a song in Spanish. I did a lot of singing. Uh, and I, I was big into Andy Kaufman and Steve Martin, sure. and uh, and the crowd just wasn't having it. They just started booing me to the point of like I couldn't even hear myself <gasps> do my act. And I'm like, I know I'm talking right now, but I cannot hear a <laughs> word I'm saying. And maybe they shut off my mic. I don't even know what happened. But I remember at the end, then Paulie Shore's uh, manager, who was who I believe is John Bon Jovi's brother, uh, said. What was that? I was like, <laughs> comedy? And, he, and he, I just walked away. I was like, I don't know what I, you know. But actually, the next night, Paulie was very cool, and I worked with him in Appleton, and he said it. They booed that guy last night, but I think he's hilarious. And uh, the audience was like, yo, we did too. You know, oh, yeah. Clap. So, uh, so it was sort of a nice vindication or whatever from, from that. But that was, like, that was like the first time of like, Oh, this is really hard, and yeah. you can really get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> doing this. This hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what am I doing? And I remember my mom was very supportive of that. I was just like, you know, she gave me the the, and now I forget the person's name. Is it Emily Dickinson? The road less traveled, or oh, I yeah. took the road less traveled. Um, but she she gave me that. Is it a Robert like, Frost poem? Maybe Robert. It's yeah. Robert Frost. Okay. Uh, weird, weird literary poll yeah, there. This isn't a literary <laughs> podcast. Um, That's my third podcast. Uh, not Tom 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 podcast. <laughs> you got the literary podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that she just was very supportive. It was just like you know, if you love doing this, keep doing it. Yeah. You know, if you don't love it, don't do it. If it hurts you, and I was like, I just love it. Like ninety percent of the time, I love it. Yeah. Ten percent that it is hard you know, it doesn't trump the 90%, so... Of course. Uh, it's like our politics now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it ever? Right. Um, but, yeah, so that helped, and then... Yeah, uh, but it, it sucks to be only... <laughs> our politics, I think, would be almost flipped right now. Like, yeah. 10% of the time, I love it. 90% of the time, I'm <laughs> done with it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really... Awesome. Scott Walker lives right up the street here. Do you know that? Sure does. Yeah, we'll go... Yeah, we'll TP go... TP his house. <laughs> High-five him, and then... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right. Ugh. I'm a former teacher, so I hate Scott oh, Walker. Oh, God. He's yeah. so bad. I don't, I don't know worst. what people think. Anyways, I don't want to get sidetracked. That's my fourth podcast, the <laughs> Scott Walker cast. <laughs> Scott Walker ruined my teaching <laughs> podcast. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that one was really bad. Um, and I, I wrote about a couple others, which you can read in the blog. But then the, the other major one was uh, Montreal. I did Montreal in oh, 2004. Shit. I did New Faces, which is... For comics that are coming up, that's like a big thing. Is that sort of like a rite of passage right. to do new faces and uh, a lot of pressure on yourself for that? Yeah, I'm sure. yeah. So I went to that, and uh, you know, 
I'm really I'm good when I don't think about what I'm doing. Like when I'm just like go out there, do my thing. And yeah. With Montreal, I so overthought it. Or thought of you know like Seinfeld's always like every second is sort of planned out or whatever. Right. Like for me, it's like I'm better when I'm sort of just loose. And yeah. I still have a structure, but it's it's a loose structure. I'm not overthinking. I just overthought the set. And uh, I remember they asked me what song I wanted to play when I got brought to the sa- stage, and I was like, oh, uh, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. And I remember the band just bombed it. Like, they didn't even play. <laughs> they were all playing, like, four different songs. <laughs> and I think, like, now if that happened, I would, like, make fun of it. I would spend the first two minutes of my set just acknowledging that was supposed to be Ring of Fire, made fun of it, and at least got the audience on my side. But instead, I just launched right into my act. Oh, wow. And uh, just didn't, you know, it was it was average set. And it and, and then I remember, like, I got a write-up in the Montreal cassette, and it's, everyone had a number. Everyone had, like, 1 to 10. Yeah. And uh, they gave me a bomb. And it said, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not Milwaukee's best. Oh, no. <laughs> they throw a shitty beer in there. <laughs> And a bomb, which yeah. I, at that it's time... It's not even a number. Yeah, it's not even... Like, where is that on the keyboard? A yeah. bomb. I've never seen that <laughs> anywhere. So I w- that was devastating. And I remember Jimmy Pardo. Uh, so I didn't see the review, and, I, and every day they would post on this uh, big column all the reviews, and I was like, oh, I'll go see what that is. And, and Jimmy, like, walked over to me before I went over there. He's like, fuck them. Fuck them. Oh. And I was like fuck them, what do, you, what do you mean? And then I go over to the post and I see uh, the bomb that yeah. I bombed. Or, and, and I knew I didn't do well. I don't need to be told in a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, It's just salt in the wound. Yeah, so I, I was so bummed. And so the next night I didn't have a show. And I, I, had, I had relatives, my in-laws lived there, or some of my, my brother's mm-hmm. wife's sister lived there. So I hung out with them the next day and just sort of toured around. But then the next day... I went to see, I was going to go see Andy Kindler's show, and I saw Mitch Hedberg, and I had worked with Mitch a year earlier in Milwaukee at the cafe, and he was very nice, and he he sees me across the way, he's like, Tom Clark, and I'm like, hey, Holy what's shit. up, and he yeah. like, and this is after he had like his toe amputated, so he had been through a lot, Yeah. and he's just like, oh, he's going to the Andy Kindler show, and he's like, come on, let's go, and like, he's with his agents, and he's introducing me to them, and saying really nice things about me, so that, to me, like validated the whole oh, trip. Oh, yeah, like, redemption, it was like, big time. Yeah, so that was, like, such a cool moment to be, like, hanging with Mitch Hedberg and then his, tell, his agents telling me they, you know, that him, him telling his agents that they liked me and all that. So, yeah. um, but those were probably some, two of the top ones. Oh, just, yeah. Just getting... That's tough. Yeah. That's tough because, like, the amount of pressure that you probably, like, I would put on myself at Montreal. I've not done it, but I can't imagine, like... And then to be in your head about it. Because I think, I'm like you, I think the looser comics are, mm-hmm. so to have to like, uh, ugh, yeah. ugh. Well, there was one comic, he had a joke about, uh, he lived in Texas, and he talked, and it was in Montreal, so he talked about, at the time, I think they were trying to secede from oh, Canada, right. so okay. he had a joke about Texas seceding from the United States, and he would just kill with that, because it was so relatable to yeah. that audience. That's the hard thing, is it, it is Canada, it's still Montreal, it's not, yeah. so it's like some references don't make sense to them, and it is just a different different environment, I think. It's almost a different culture, too, and yeah. like Montreal's French-Canadian, I mean. Right. Yeah. I was even there a few weeks ago doing shows, and there were certain things I would do that, that they didn't get, but then there were certain things they loved. 
yeah. especially I mean I you know I work off the crowd a lot so it's like they love that spontaneous interaction and making fun of their city and stuff like that but like the material was sort of like eh, yeah yeah so it's a weird I think it's just a weird setting for a, a major comedy festival that determines the rest of your career yeah for sure well not determines the rest of your That's career true. because you you're doing you're doing quite well you were just on Conan last I was. year Two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. It was a great set. Oh, thank you, man. Yes, I did enjoy it. it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was like the highlight. That's been, I think that's the highlight of my career is doing Conan because that's like a long time thing. But I think, yeah, that's the thing. It's like nothing determines your career. Nothing determines your your fate. You decide it. Yeah. Um, So even like Montreal, I still had, like I left, I still had my booking agent. He's like, look, we don't care. He's like, we like like you. Dog, there's a dog out there's here again. Dog. That's his fourth podcast. <laughs> dog cast. Chatting with dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. We're going to cut you out. Maybe yeah, not. And leave him in. He looks sad. He yeah, looks sad when I told him that. He's got a wiener, too. <laughs> Let's, uh... uh <laughs> we'll lighten it up I, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, dog. Um... One of my favorite things to do, whether I bomb or whether I feel like I had a really great set, is afterwards. It's one of my favorite things in comedy. It's just like the late night hang. I always love oh, yeah. going to grab food, mm-hmm. um, any memorable meals or any any things like stories from the road. Any places you've gone that you're like, you got to try this. Um, like just hanging out with people, or like places e- we've gone. Either or? way, yeah, like like good meals or good hangs. Boy, oh boy! I know that's it's so that's many. typically a tougher question than what's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember like playing, like playing pool with Lewis Black, like at this when Stooges had a club, and there was this just crappy bar next door. Yeah, and we went over there, and me and this my other friend Todd Pesic, and we were just playing pool with Lewis Black, and it was just such an odd thing uh, of just. You know, just Especially like to look back on. Yeah, like. because nobody really knew who Lewis Black was. <laughs> we we just finished performing for like twenty people in South Milwaukee. And, yeah, and and then you know, and then even five <laughs> years later, he was huge. Um, and yeah, I think it, it is those moments, like even like going to Chicago and like working with David Tell, and then going out afterwards, and he's just buying everyone shots. Yep. you know, and just uh, I always love Zanies, like going to Old Town Ale House. Oh yeah. And I was just at Zadie's. That's a great club, that Old Town Club. Yeah, That's, yeah. like, it, it's perfect. It's small. It still feels like an 80s club. Like, you know, like, it's just kind of a dang, right. dark room. Wall, yes. Yeah, dirty carpets. Yeah, just everything. But uh, when we were there, when I was there, it was the Oscars. I went to Old Town Ale House, and Michael Shannon was there watching the Oscars. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, like, so funny. And then... My cousins were with me. They they had come out to the show, <laughs> and they're huge Michael Shannon fans. So, yeah. and this guy's my my cousins. Uh, uh, they're gonna they're engaged now. He he was apparently his his aunt was in the, in Groundhog's Day with Michael Shannon. Oh She shit. was the piano teacher, <laughs> and that was one of Michael Shannon's first roles. So he walked up. He's like, "Hey man, my aunt was in Groundhog's Day Holy with you." Holy cow. And, He's like, oh yeah, so and so, and he's like, yeah. He's like, can we get a picture? So he took a picture with him. Oh, cool. He looks miserable in the picture, but <laughs> but I think those are. I don't know. I think always Chicago is always just a fun place to hang out. Because, oh yeah. I mean, especially like, you know, back in the old days, you'd walk out of there at six in the morning and be like, 
what have I done? Like, I'm just, it's, it's light out. And you stay at the little apartment across, around the corner, so you just would come out of there at 6 a.m. and and just be like, oh, I guess I'm going to bed. <laughs> I got shows tomorrow. <laughs> today. Yeah, I got shows today. Shows today. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Tom, thanks for doing the podcast. Thank you. Where can people find you online? Uh, TomClark.com is all, uh, all my info. I have a special out called uh, Outraged. Mm-hmm. It's on iTunes and Amazon. That's your newest special? That's my newest special. So, Very cool. Uh, that's, yeah, but TomClark.com has all that information. Sweet deal. Are you on Twitter? Twitter at TomClarkComedy. Got it. Cool, man. Good branding. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Tom Clark, ladies and gentlemen, great episode, uh, great story, and even better dude. Um, as always, uh, you can check us out. Uh, announcements, uh, announcements up at the back of the show. By the way, Duh. Uh, check us out on Twitter and social media at Eating It Pod. Uh, you can email us eatingitpod.com or. If you really wanted to, you can buy one of the pins that I give to the guests. Just email eatingitpod.com at, or at gmail.com or, or whatever it is. Anyhow, uh, yeah, uh, any shows I want to plug, let's see. Opening for friend of the show, Sean Patton, this coming Sunday at the UC. That's exciting. Aside from that, we'll keep it short and sweet. Hope you guys are doing well. So excited to keep releasing new episodes coming up soon. So we'll talk then. Stay tuned. And keep bombing. That's how you learn.